This is the Theme Park Loopy Podcast. Hello everyone and this is Going to Orlando, a series by the Theme Park Loopy podcast. Today we're going to be talking about some of our favourite places to eat when we go to Disney World in Orlando and today we're joined by Dan. How are you doing Dan? Yo, yeah, all good. I'm uh, looking forward to a, a tasty discussion today. A very tasty discussion indeed, but potentially also a very expensive discussion. <laughs> Seeing as the prices just keep going up and up, and I feel like I keep going on about this, but you know, you know, never mind. So, <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to talk about some of the places that we've been to eat over at Disney World. Going to talk about some of the pros and cons, why we liked it. Might even talk about some of the ones that we didn't like so much, potentially. Or we could leave that for another episode, perhaps. But today we're going to talk about some of our favourite places and why. So, Dan, uh, you've obviously got a family. Uh, You go to Disney World as a family. I go to Disney World as a couple with my wife. So I think we're going to have two very different perspectives. I think you're probably going to be thinking about potentially the range of food available, whether it suits everyone in the family. Maybe uh, perhaps I might be a bit, little bit more narrow in my selection. Uh, maybe I won't go for the more family-friendly restaurants, perhaps. So it'd be interesting to see if there's any differences between our opinions and whether we agree or disagree on certain ones, perhaps. Yeah, well, you, you just got to go out to uh, lovely restaurants and enjoy yourself, don't you? Basically, you're you're living the dream at Disney. What I do is I I bring kids that will disrupt the entire dining experience for every single guest in whichever posh per- restaurant we're in, and then, well, it's not 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 really, uh, but it's it's definitely going to happen. Yeah. Um, and then I just I just hang my head in shame at whatever whatever disruption has been caused by my immediate family. Um, so yeah, my dining experience is is always stressful and the, the stress increases dependent on how posh and nice the restaurant is. Um, so yeah, I, I think what, what, what we'll find here is that you're really enjoying the really nice posh restaurants whilst I'm a little bit more stressed out in those, those kind of dining environments. Yeah, potentially. Although I, I'm not really in, I mean, am I into fa- into fancy restaurants i don't know sometimes perhaps i don't know i have to say a lot of the time that we spent at disney world we did end up pretty much eating uh, pretzels with cheese a lot but we did go to quite a few restaurants as well so you know there is uh, i don't know if uh, you've managed to get your kids onto pretzels yet with the uh, you know the kind of plastic cheese that you can get around the park no, I haven't. To be honest, I've always been a little bit uh, paranoid about pretzels ever since George Bush decided to almost die eating one. Uh, I'm not sure if they're inherently a choking hazard. But uh, but yeah, I don't even think my kids have tried pretzels yet. Um, yeah, but I think the time. type of pretzels that he was eating was those, those really hard ones that we tend to get over here more, you know, in like a bag or something, like kind of twiglets or something. But the pretzels that you get in the park are more like bread. So unless you choke eating bread, then you'll probably be okay. 
Yeah. Sometimes it's it's quite hard to translate what the uh, what the Americans mean when they when they're talking about food because they've got chips and crisps mixed up, haven't they? Uh, like I I ordered a, a hot dog and uh, and chips when I was in uh, in Disney. I think the first time around, I was really disappointed when they gave me crisps <laughs> and a hot dog, and uh, they call what scones biscuits. And that's very confusing. They they do they do weird things. I'm not sure. I, I I'll I'll take you. Yeah, maybe well, it was. I think you're probably setting yourself up for fail there, asking for chips uh, in America. <laughs> well, who, who orders a hot dog and crisps? What, what kind of mad? I, I don't know. I, it's not a combination, is it? I mean, saying that though, we do tend to eat crisps sandwiches, don't we? So you know, there is that. Well, yeah, true, but you know, not in not in. A blooming theme park, I wouldn't. Maybe if I went to a, a cheap cafeteria somewhere, that's what I'd order. Yeah, maybe. So, so they call, so what we would call chips, they call fries. So you have to remember to ask for fries rather than chips. But what do they, what do they, do they have crisps? Like, do they, do they have anything for that word? Like, what, what, if you ask for crisps, what, what would they actually bring you? What would they give you? I don't know. I, I figure the next time I'm out there, I just need to. I need to ask. I need to see what happens. I'll order them and see what comes. I'll tell you what. The other thing that I kept getting in trouble for is um, there's there's a word that I kept saying. I think uh, um, mate or bud or something, and it just like I'm I, I'm just used to saying it inherently in the UK, and they just they, I just kept getting weird looks from them. Um, so yeah, you gotta you gotta watch your language because I, I don't think it really like a lot of things that you say, especially if you're from York, you don't necessarily translate all that well. No, and I, I kept being asked where where I was from, um, and I, I'm never sure how much detail to give them, like because if you say you're from England, that's fine, but it it feels quite a vague thing to to say to someone, you know, because. If you went up to someone who had an American accent, they'd say, oh, I'm from America. You'd be like, yeah, but where? And uh, so I normally I normally go with the north of England <laughs> is normally where I go. But I did, ask, I did have someone who then went, yeah, but where in the north of England? I'm like, well, do I say Yorkshire or do I say Leeds? You know, will they know what that is? I don't know how... Did did you just look shocked and say no? No one's ever asked I, me that before. This is the first I did, time. I did. I was like, oh, okay. And then then they did actually explain. They said, oh, we've got family in the north of England, so we're familiar with it. And I think that uh, that's cheap. I think they were familiar with York, and and they did know Leeds, so we're all right. We we passed the test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I tend to find that that Americans often. If you say you're from England, then you're from London, and you're either like a Cockney Londoner or like Queen's Tongue Londoner. And if you say like North England, they're like North North England. What's Scotland? What What do you mean? Like they've They've got no idea that there's like a like civilization uh, in the north. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people do tend to confuse the UK with England. But I suppose we do the same though, don't we? Because we say America. But if you said if you if you say in America, you're basically talking about the whole continent of North and South America, are you? So that's incredibly vague. So I can kind of understand it, I suppose. Yeah. You know? I I, f- I feel like from the UK, like you learn a lot more about America 
and the different regions of America from like, I don't know, when you enter your 20s, you start to just accumulate information. But I don't think that's reciprocated. I don't really think they, they ever really latch on to, to, to what what Britain is. No, no, maybe not, maybe not. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I mean, I know that I probably could name, well, at least half the states, but probably more likely 75%. I always forget about, you know, the the odd ones out, you know, like, like Wyoming and, you know, those ones. Uh, the ones that are a bit more un- unusual, uh, I tend to I tend to forget those. Yeah, ones. Oh, that's pretty decent actually. Half the states. I don't think I could do half the states. That's that's a lot. How many states are there? There's forty, forty odd, isn't there? Or fifty? Well, fifty, yeah, because um, yeah, there must be fifty because the the film Fifty First State is about the UK being the fifty first state, and I don't think they've added any since <laughs> since the nineties. So it must be fifty, right? Well. Yeah, don't don't give them any ideas. They'll be off on one, won't yeah, they? Yeah, I think I think the one that confuses people a lot is Washington, because you've got obviously Washington State, Washington and then State, Washington yeah. DC isn't a state, but it, they do have a, a congressman, don't they, and a senator. I think they are a voting area out there, but I don't think they're not classed as a state. But it's like the capital, and it has its own thing. Um, so I think people get confused about that. If you said I'm going to Washington and you meant you're going to, you know, Seattle, for example, then I think people get really confused about why Seattle is near Washington. I don't know. Maybe they won't even know where Seattle is, perhaps. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But I think I think the takeaway from all of this is is, you know, don't don't order a hot dog and uh and chips that is the takeaway yeah and uh, let's start with that actually because um so cases in disney world at magic kingdom we weren't impressed with it at the magic kingdom but it weirdly cases at disneyland paris was much better so shelly ordered a chili dog which is just basically a hot dog with chili on top and we got some of those um we got some of those corn dog bites as well, and they're they're okay. Uh, they were a little bit overcooked though, slightly. And the chili really wasn't very nice at all. It was a bit bit gross actually. Um, but when we went to Disneyland Paris, I think we got one that had like caramelized onion on it, and also you get proper Dijon mustard at Disneyland Paris as well that actually blows your head off. So <laughs> that that was a bonus. So I don't know about you, but cases at magic kingdom uh even though this episode is about places where we like to eat i'm starting with one where we didn't like to eat we i mean i probably will try it again but we didn't like it the only thing i did like about it was that you can sit outside you've got a good view of the castle and they had the guy on the piano which was pretty good so I, i enjoyed that yeah and that's what I was going to say. Basically, you're paying for for the fact you're on Main Street and you've got a good view of the castle. Basically, aren't you? Um, I it's really I, I've not I can't remember going to the Paris one. Uh, I've only been to Paris once, and it was it was ages ago. But like the food was was pretty generic. I think we went there because they sold hot dogs, and my son loves hot dogs, so that was a win. And it was quite nice sitting outside in the sun. I think I can't remember we we had music, but I can't remember what it was. Um. Hmm. Oh, hang on. It was yeah. It was it was 
it was piano music and they were like redoing the Mickey Mouse's clubhouse music into like something quite, quite cool. And I was quite impressed by how they managed to achieve it. Uh, but yeah, the food was, was pretty boilerplate. Yeah. So it was quite expensive and, and wasn't massively impressed, but no doubt I'll end up trying it again. And um, if you are after a hot dog, then I would probably get one from Universal at the hot dog walk of fame where we got a two foot long hot dog and that was amazing so yeah so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens maybe how did you feel after a two foot long hot dog because like that would have i don't know I, don't, I think that would have maxed me out for a good proportion of the day did you manage to like eat a lunch or a dinner well in fairness that? we shared it between us so we only had a foot each so and we just kind of cut it into pieces but that was our lunch so i think it was all right not too bad it was yeah and that's a kind of Yorkshire saving, that is. That's a good idea. Yeah, that that was that was the bonus of it was that, you know, you're buying this gigantic hot dog and you can share it. And uh, they had all the sauces, loads of different sauces. That's what we did. We got quite a generic hot dog. It had cheese on it and it was just a hot dog and it might have had some other bits on, uh, maybe some bacon bits or something. I can't, I can't remember. But they had loads and loads of different sauces and you could just kind of, put sauces on and so what we did is cut it into lots of different pieces and just tried lots of different sauces so so yeah hot dog uh, walk of fame at city walk it's uh pretty good okay so sh- should i cover one that i did enjoy yeah um because i think i think i've got one which a lot of people have probably missed um so where where we go we we stay on site and um where where we stay there's uh, toledo's which is like a, a tapas and steak uh, restaurant at the top of uh, the top of the, the tower, um, and it was it was really good. Um, I think it, it's interesting because we we went there and we posted on a Facebook group that we really enjoyed it, and we got a few comments from a few people saying, "Yeah, same thing, absolutely amazing." I think we had steak and we had like a meat candle you could you could dip into as it as it sort of melted the candle, and it was it was all edible. And the steak was really well. It was like a medium rare steak and they cooked it really well. And we had feedback from loads of people on this group saying, yeah, we had the same experience. It was brilliant. Uh, and it wasn't overly expensive for what we got, really. Um, but then we had a few people who said, actually, no, we went and we didn't like it at all. And we thought it was a little bit a little bit overpriced. So I'm not sure if it's one of those one of those places where it depends, you know, on the food you order, or maybe it's just just a bit temperamental on the service or the chef that's cooking the food. Um, but yeah, we had we had an amazing steak. It was a really relaxed environment. There weren't that many people there at the time, um, which was brilliant because my son made a right old faff for the whole experience. Um, but yeah, I I definitely recommend it, um, even if you're not staying in that particular hotel uh, i think you can go in there and just dine as a guest anyway uh, and because you're on top of quite a, a big resort you can see some some good views you can see fireworks going off in the distance uh yeah it was very scenic yeah so toledo is on the top floor of the the tower at coronado springs um they call the tower the um what do they call it yeah uh, I, it, it it, I, I don't know. It, I, I always refer to it as the new place in Coronado Springs because um, the rest of Coronado Springs has been there for years, hasn't it? It's just all like the the South American kind of themed uh, accommodation. 
and then you've got this shiny new tower which is is quite i don't know it's quite it it doesn't feel particularly disney-esque really it just feels like a very nice modern hotel but it's yeah it's shiny and new and has a nice restaurant on top yeah so toledo is at coronado springs and it's on top of the grand destino tower uh, uh and i don't one. know if you know this but um a lot of people don't realize that actually um walt disney uh did a collaboration with dali and dali is um is a, a i guess a spanish modernist i suppose artist um and um a, the the tower is is basically um a spanish modernist style so a bit like uh, antonio gaudi uh, perhaps a little bit not quite as not quite as um detailed as gaudi but you can see the 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 kind of nod to gaudi um but yeah they they did uh, so dali and walt disney collaborated and they did um a cartoon called uh, destino and it it's something that you you don't want to watch late at night because it it kind of warps your mind a little bit, but it's it's, it's proper, proper nice. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's proper proper tri- proper trippy. Yeah, yeah. They've got it like as, as you go into the hotel, they've got it playing on TV, just constantly twenty four seven, just constantly going. And like I think over the time that we were there, we must have seen the full thing, like little trippy bits. But it, yeah, it's 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 really weird. Don't don't ever feel the need to investigate further. Yeah, although basically. if you do, it is on Disney Plus, so you can watch it on there. I di- I didn't know that. Is it, yeah, on, it is on Disney Plus? We watched it on Disney Plus. Yeah. I might just put it on the TV twenty four seven. See how how long my yeah. marriage lasts. Well, you could get the kids used to going to Coronado Springs by just playing Destino constantly, couldn't you? Perhaps I could I could do that I could yeah they'd they'd absolutely love me for yeah, doing that yeah okay um so Toledo that's that's a good one I've not been there uh, well it wasn't there last time I went it's somewhere I might think about going I think you're right that I have seen mixed reviews I know that you told me that you had a really nice time there it is it's it's kind of out of the way a little bit because Coronado Springs is closer to Animal Kingdom. Um, so it's a little bit out of the way, but you're right that because it's so tall and when you're up there, you can see the fireworks, can't you, uh, on a night. So yeah. that's definitely a bonus. And it, it it does have the Three Bridges Bar and Grill as well, which I didn't go to, but seems to have more stable, very good reviews. But that's like ground level. It's like on top of the little artificial lake they've built. Uh, so that might be a better option in terms of like food, consistency yeah I've, I've seen good reviews there that that looks pretty good yeah yeah i definitely recommend that um if if i were staying at coronado springs i would definitely go there okay so um so one of our favorites when we went was one this is a place that i think you enjoyed as well but um it, it flies under the radar a little bit because it is a little bit it feels a little bit 90s now, I think. It feels a little bit dated, but I kind of like that. Uh, that's what I like about Epcot. I like the, the datedness, like the, you know, the 80s style carpets and things like that. That's what I really like about Epcot. And that is the, the Garden Grill. And what's good about the Garden Grill is that it's actually 
moving all the time uh, and you've seen some of the scenes from living on the land um, and when you go on living on the land you'll actually see some of the food that they grow and some of it will make its way into the garden grill as well we went uh, at tea time uh, at dinner time um, and there wasn't that many people in there one thing I was a bit annoyed about though is that we didn't get offered a booth uh, and, but I, stupidly, I should have asked for a booth. And I, I, afterwards, I thought, why didn't you just ask for a booth? Because there, there was basically nobody in there. There was us and like maybe two other families or something. Uh, and the other good thing is that on a night um, dinner is um, character dining, and I think it is at breakfast as well. I think it's character. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm absolutely with you. It's it's I think one of the best breakfasts that we've had on resort. And I think for me, what really sold it is if, if you book it first thing in the morning, you can get in early to get to your booking. So you get to walk through basically an empty park, have your breakfast and then come out, you know, when people are just arriving, basically. So you've got you've got a really good, nice start. It's not rushed. You get to see everything nice and quiet. And yeah, it's it's just slowly rotating. So it keeps the, the kids nice and happy. Uh, and they do have theme dining and the characters come and interact with you and they, they spend some proper time with you as well. So if you've got kids that, that like that, that one-to-one experience, I can think a lot of other, uh, like Chef Mickey, you, you might see, you know, Mickey in passing and it's a really like, it's a really shallow interaction. But yeah, you, you get a very sort of personal experience there and I, I did enjoy that. Yeah, so for me, for character dining, this is one of the places where you're most likely get the most attention because just because it's so much smaller than the other places that you'll go to particularly somewhere like chef mickey's which is you know mayhem this is a little bit and and because it's a big circle you can't see everyone that's in there as well so even though there is quite a few tables in there it, it doesn't feel like it's particularly sort of busy so with the character interaction, that was kind of like a plus and a minus for us because we really enjoyed the interaction. But the thing is, because there weren't many people in there, they kind of came around like every like minute or something. So we were like trying to eat some like mashed potatoes or something. And then like Mickey had kind of like pop up and he'd be like, oh, okay. But I mean, the the characters were pretty good though, because I think they realized that there were, you know, I think, I think we had Mickey and Pluto come to us like eight times or something like during the dinner. <laughs> and I, and wow. that's, that's too many times. And I feel like they were getting to the point where they were just kind of walking past and they were, they were like, eh, eh. And I was like, sometimes I went, I went, yeah, let's have a picture. Then sometimes I just kind of put my thumbs up at them and they were like, just waved and kind of walked off. So the the characters will yeah. interact if you don't want them to. Uh, they don't kind of like pop up on you and like, you know, get all in, involved in your business. You know, so if you just wave at them, they will just kind of walk on. So at least they will do that. But yeah, it was a lot of attention. Um, so that was interesting. <laughs> I think the whole, I, I don't know, the, the, the character interactions are something that's a bit weird if you're new to it as well. Like, after you've been there for a little while, you are used to it and it's fine and it's just like a natural interaction that you get in Disney. But, like, if you've if you've never had that before and then you went to, to the Garden Grill and you had an abundance of that experience, it would be a proper weird way to start your holiday, wouldn't it? Yeah, and, and to be honest, that's kind of how we sort of started our whole day because Epcot was the first Disney park that we went to um and and for us it, I think it was our third day in Florida that we went to Epcot 
um, that was the first Disney park that we went to because I'm I'm really into Epcot. Like I think it's definitely probably my favorite park just because. Yeah, as an adult, it's definitely one of the better parks. Yeah, so I think, like you say, for an adult, it is uh, one of the better parks, Epcot, I would say, and it's definitely my favourite park, and I, I just like the retro kind of feel to it, which kind of annoys me that they're trying to they're trying to get rid of this kind of retro feel out there, and they're making it more Disney out there, and less about the city of tomorrow, which is really what it was meant to be. So, yeah. you know, that kind of... It's a bit sad, really, because like, oh, the original idea for the park was this grand vision of Walt Disney... And then he died, and they were like, well, we could finish it, or we could scrub that whole idea and just make it into a place where people can get a bit drunk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's very true. And um, that's one thing to mention about Epcot is that the locals will come out to Epcot on a night, especially around the um, you know food and drink uh, festival. So if I were you... Uh, and this does link with places to eat. If you go in around when the food and drink festival is, I would probably avoid evenings on a weekend for sure, because that'll be when the locals will tend to come out. So especially if you've got kids, I mean, it's it's a Disney park, so it's not going to be that bad, but it, it feels a little bit rowdier than, than it could be. So that's just something to bear in mind if you're going at that time of year. Yeah, yeah, I I have seen people pretty pretty drunk in Epcot. It definitely does does happen, especially sort of as you hit evening time. Um, right. What I'll do is I'll I'll throw a bit of a bit of a a controversial one in because I really enjoy it and my wife really hates it. Um, so see what you think. I'm interested to know your your opinion, Ryan. So the sci-fi dining. Um, at Hollywood Studios, I I really enjoy it. I think it's really novel. I quite like just sitting in a fake car, eating my burger, uh, whilst watching films. Um, but yeah, Steph hates it. She thinks it's rubbish, and she thinks the food is really generic, and she doesn't like to eat in the dark. So, what what are your thoughts? Yeah, so mixed feelings for me. Interestingly, Shelley is not a fan at all of Sci Fi Diner either. I'm a little bit more on the fence with it. The food itself, it tasted nice, but it was quite messy. And yeah, I really liked being in the car, but I don't like having really messy hands. And I think I think they only gave me like one wet wipe or something. And I was trying to make this one wet wipe last for like an hour or something. And I looked back at my pictures from the sci-fi diner and I, I had a napkin in in on the um the table in the car and it was just covered in sauce. So <laughs> I think I just got like the messiest things. And to be fair, all I got was, I think I got some wings as a starter. And then I think I got like a burger or something and then got like a piece of cheesecake. But it was really messy. So yeah, so plus side, really enjoyed the cars. The dark, I don't mind too much because in the cars they did have a bit of light, but not a lot. It was kind of tricky sometimes trying to work out what you're eating. With regards to the big screen, I enjoyed that, but really what it was is kind of like clips from some of the classic films. I think I would have liked it, and like kind of advert type things, I think I would have liked it if they'd have actually played longer bits from films and maybe more, because actually we were we were there for... I don't know, we weren't there that long, like maybe just over an hour, but the whole thing must have looped around like 
eight times or something. Yeah, there is definitely an element of that. And I think they've probably just tried to go the safe route, haven't they? By like, because if you went in, they were just playing a full film and like, I don't know, you, you step in and it's frozen and it's full blast music in your face and you hate that film. I don't know. You probably don't hate that film, but I bet a lot of people do. You'd probably come away with a really negative experience, regardless. So I think they've probably tried to just keep it really. I think they generic. could still have the sci-fi B movies, but I mean, there's so many of them. Surely they could put an hour loop together. I think that's what I were thinking. Like I'd put an hour loop together, and then you can't go wrong. Then you know people are gonna pull Booba there for about an hour because the food came out pretty quickly, as far as what I remember. So just do it for like an hour loop, rather than I think it was like a ten minute loop or something, like maybe even less. So. They had a bit of Plan 9 from Outer oh, Space, so that was good. bit of Plan 9. Everyone loves a bit of Plan 9. So, um, you know, that was good. So, yeah, on the fence with Sci-Fi Diner, I think we probably won't go next time. Um, I think w- what we'll probably do is go to Andy's Backyard Barbecue. Um, uh, yeah, which will be open because it's in March, isn't it? It, it is. Opens. So... I think that's where we'll be going at Hollywood Studios, I would have thought. So as long as I can get booked in. I mean, yeah. I mean we're going in September, though, so it should be a bit quieter. Uh, but I think that, that'll be my number one choice. And to be honest, even if I couldn't get in there, I'd probably go to the Brown Derby, most likely, uh, otherwise. So, yeah. yeah. So Brown Derby, we've had really positive experiences and sort of quite a negative one. So I'm a bit mixed. Like, it's it, it's playing it safe. To, a, to an extent, because I think they always provide better than average food, but it's also quite expensive as well. So if it's just, if it comes out and it's just average and you're paying premium prices, you feel a bit robbed. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about a theme park, isn't it? Like, you're going to be paying, you're obviously going to be paying more than what you would if you just went to a, just a random restaurant, you know, out in town or something. Um, but it does get to the point where you think, actually... Are they taking the mick a little bit? You know, um, you know. You, I guess you don't mind paying like fifteen pounds for a starter if it is genuinely nice, or you get a good amount or something. But if you get like just a pickled egg or something, you're gonna be like, well, "Why am I paying fifteen pounds for this? This is a bit rubbish." So you know, it depends what you get, I suppose. I think trying trying the new experiences out. Is definitely the best call because I think a lot of these restaurants, especially like the novel themed ones, are sort of like a once and a one and done kind of kind of experience. The one thing I do like about Disney is, though, and this is the same at Disneyland Paris, is that the food isn't completely generic. Like each restaurant or most of them tend to have their own character. I mean, if you go to the buffets, you're pretty much going to get the same stuff. Um, although they will have the same stuff plus something specific so tusker's house for example they'll have like they've got some curries and things like that and some rice dishes that you wouldn't really get anywhere else so it depends really where you go i think if you go to kind of moderate to slash high end then they will have like an in-house chef or something um and a team that kind of put their own character on things which i quite like because Probably most parks in the UK, I think they probably just sell the same thing everywhere, which is really annoying because you're like, well, should we go here or should we go there? It's like, well, it's just going to be the same stuff that they sell everywhere else, probably. Um, So I quite like that about Disney. 
um, that actually you can get different food. I would say actually Disney World field, Disney World felt less homogenized as far as the food was concerned to Disneyland Paris. But even at Disneyland Paris, there was definitely a difference there as well. So I quite like that. So, okay. So let me have a think uh, somewhere else that we enjoyed. I've I've got a few at Animal Kingdom, which which we had a really good time at. I'd be interested to hear hear what you think. I'm not sure if you've yeah, been well, to let's, either. Well, let's move um, on to Animal Kingdom then, because one of the ones that are on my list is Tusker's House. So we 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 did yeah, really right. enjoy that, and that is like um, we went for a buffet breakfast. So you kind of get your your your, rant, your normal Disney stuff, your Disney Mickey waffle, waffle, your Disney Mickey waffles, and things like that. However, the trick is with Tusker's House is that if you go kind of like a late breakfast, so like around eleven, I think they kind of switch over at about half eleven or something like that to to lunch. And what they tend to do is they kind of gradually start adding lunch items to the buffet. They don't take away what they have for breakfast. They still keep it there. But they start adding lunch dishes in as well. So if you want to have a really, really eclectic experience that goes from really generic breakfast food, you know, like just scrambled eggs and bacon and Mickey waffles and stuff, but then also, you know, a curry, then go at that kind of late breakfast kind of time because you you will get a bit of lunch as well. Because what they tend to do at Disney is that they don't, what they don't do is they don't do breakfast and then kick everyone out and then wait an hour and then do lunch. They just roll people in and roll people out. And especially when you're at a buffet, they're not rushing you to, to leave because you can only eat so much anyway. And obviously the service is so quick, you know, why would someone stay, you know, like two hours in there or something? Cause that's paid to be in the park. So I would recommend Tusker's house personally. I don't think it was that expensive. I think it was something like $40 each or something like that, which, yeah, I mean, ideally you don't want to spend him $40 each for breakfast but it was a really good buffet um it was all you can eat um it was within animal kingdom so we're already in the park and it is a character dining experience as well so not only is it a buffet but it's also character dining and you'll see uh i think there we had mickey and minnie and donald and daisy i think perhaps so that was a bonus and they're all in their explorer outfits and this is one of the things with character dining is that they'll all be wearing different outfits dependent on where you are so because you're in animal kingdom they're wearing the little explorer outfits so that's something as well so i don't know did you you went to tusker's house didn't you i think yeah yeah we did we we really enjoyed it actually i think it's a buffet so it's a little bit more generic than some of the uh some of the other locations but like i remember it being one of the better buffets we had some some good sort of character interactions for the kids as well we had pluto um and yeah it was it was well located it's, it's it, it like it's it, it means you can go out and just be back in the adventure again which is quite nice uh, i think all around yeah we, we found it a solid experience i'm not sure what the lunch was like we were just there for the sort of the, the standard buffet breakfast uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd recommend it. And we were, and to be fair, we were on the uh, Disney dining plan at the time, so I didn't really look at the cost. Uh, I'm not sure how how big a factor the uh, the cost is on in it is on that one. Is is it one of the more expensive breakfast buffets? Um, yeah, it probably is because it's a character dining one, so it will be one of the more expensive one. But I don't think it was the most expensive one. 
Um, but this is something that you need to factor in. I mean, they're not doing the dining plan anymore, but when you're on the dining plan, you always want to go to the most expensive place, don't you, so that you get your money's worth. Um, Order steak yeah, everywhere. Yeah, you know, get steak everywhere. But now they've changed it, so you get, I think you you get up to, I've not seen it yet, but it definitely, I think you can get up to like $1,400 or something now, can't you, um, spending money? Yeah, I I can't remember how we we when we're going we've got like with all the extras included it's like over two thousand dollars because I think we got some from Disney and then we got some from Virgin as well I'm not sure but yeah it I still think that Disney dining is a much better value though so I'm still a bit gutted that we're not going to have that the next time we go yeah no it's a bit of a shame so where else uh, did you enjoy when you're at Animal Kingdom then. So we went to Yakin Yeti and really enjoyed that. So it's um, it's at the other side of the park. It was ne- I think Nepalese, um, but yeah, really really nice, friendly, really good quality food. Um, I think it was the first day we were there actually. So like we were we were fresh off the plane and a bit knackered, and they, they did they did a good job with us. Um, but yeah, I just I just remember it being being quite a nice, relaxed, good quality meal. Uh, I don't remember it being uh, being you know overtly expensive. I think they had a good range of food, uh, even for fussy eaters. Uh, so I definitely, I definitely recommend that. And the other one I was going to say, if you've got a, f- a few quid knocking around, is the the Tiffins restaurant as well, which mm. is that South African uh, kind of Asian yeah. restaurant. Um, which is is posh, but it was really nice. We we had a a really good sort of range of of meats and stuff there, and it was it was yeah, it was delicious. It was is really that classed nice. as a deluxe option? Um, perhaps, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it might yeah. be. Um, I'm de- I think we definitely want to try uh, Yak and Yeti next time. Uh, I think they actually have like a takeaway stand as well, don't they? Outside, so if if you don't want to go in the restaurant, yeah. you can get some of the dishes can't you in takeaway format outside um so that's an option um but yeah no that sound good um i mean yak and yeti um it, it struck me as a bit more of um an adult location but was it was it more families in there because i don't know i don't know why but it kind of struck me as somewhere that might be a bit more adult less suitable for children so how did you find it uh, I, I don't remember having any issues, and like when we went there, we got like a specific Yak and Yeti child cup with like a special lid that that my son, who was three at the time, couldn't couldn't spill everywhere. So they accommodated him really well. I remember him having a, a high a high seat, and I think that they had like a range of boilerplate kids kids foods for you know for fussy little eaters. Uh, so yeah, I don't think that was an issue. I'd, I'd recommend it if you if you're part of a family. Um, I think may, maybe the issue is that people don't really know what Nepalese food is, so they assume it's going to be something that's more of an adult experience. But no, none of that really. It was it was just a really nice place to go, and I think it would be a nice introduction to to some food that people might not not eat so you know quite so commonly. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely one that that we're going to check out next time. Um, so. So one place that we really enjoyed, which is probably one of the hardest reservations to get, and I think we had a bit of a nightmare trying to get this reservation, and we finally got one. I think we we got one very early in the morning, which was good in a way because it meant we got into the Magic Kingdom pretty early. 
But we went for the breakfast at Be Our Guest, and Be Our Guest is the is the Beauty and the Beast themed restaurant. And um, we sat in the the central hall area, which is pretty good. And we managed to get a seat right next to the window, which has like a kind of video. It's almost like a video screen window, and it it looks like it's snowing outside and look really nice. Now, I think what we liked about Be Our Guest was that. Um, was it that it was kind of like a continental option or at least they had continental options which is what we had so you had a bit of fruit and some pastries etc and we we really liked that um you know because the theming was really good it was yeah it was definitely overpriced for what it was but you know you're paying for the experience aren't you so i think we really enjoyed to be our guest i don't know if have you done be our guest or are you considering doing be our guest yeah, we've we've done it a couple of times. So we we've done a, a main meal there uh, and tried the grey stuff. Uh, whenever whenever you like, you say you've you've gone for for the main meal there. People always go, "Ah, oh, do you try the grey stuff?" Was it What's ice it like? cream? Just ice cream. Uh, um, <laughs> to be honest, I can't remember. I, I can just remember thinking, "Yeah, it's all right." Like I, would, I wouldn't necessarily go go for a stronger feeling than that. Was it, it not was, delicious? It fine. Did you not? Uh, yeah. It, it, yeah, it was it was really it was fine. <laughs> did you did try you ask it. the dishes? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't do that because they'd probably assume I was mad. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> well, that's where you fell down. That's um, where you went wrong. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, and we had a breakfast. Uh, I think the the breakfast is the one that people say is the better value of the options because, like, it's just like a big cafeteria basically if you're in the main hall. And we were sort of more. I think both times we were we were nearer the the main sort of entrance doors. And I think maybe the better theming is is nearer the windows where you are. Or maybe that dark room to the left, um, where like the flower is that the, the rose. Yeah, I think it's the fall off. Is it the beast's looks... bedroom? Because it's got the the flower in there. But the, I think that is the most popular area to sit. We tried to get in there, but it was completely rammed in there, so we couldn't get in there. Uh... Yeah, all I did is I just invaded and just had a had a rummage round, uh, which which I felt was was a little bit, you know. I was basically having to squeeze around people's chairs to see things, but I figure if they're going to sit in the best bit, then they're going to have to, you know, expect people to do that. So tough on them. Yeah, really. it's just their fault, isn't it? I mean, it, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because yeah. yeah, there's the main hall, which is that's the biggest area and is quite is quite impressive. It looks nice, but yeah, it does kind of feel is like a big cafeteria. I suppose that's one way of describing it. Then you have the the darker kind of bedroom area where it kind of like thunders and light like it's got thunder and lightning in there, and you've got the beast's portrait in there and the rose. I think the the only I guess the downside with going in there is that you probably are going to have people going in there trying to get pictures of everything in there. And because it's quite dark, I can imagine people going in and having the flashes on and, you know, you're trying to eat and everyone's like trying to squeeze around you and like taking like flash pictures of everything. Maybe that would be really annoying. And then there's another area that's a bit more generic and I'm not sure what room it's meant to be. I think I remember it being kind of yellow. So I don't know what that's meant to be, but it was kind of, it felt like quite a generic area. So I think if you're going to go there, then you either want to be in the main hall close to the window or in the dark area, perhaps. Yeah, because they've got like fake snow in the in the windows, haven't they, and stuff like that. It's It, it was cool from what I remember. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So um, are there any other mm. places that you would say you would recommend? Yeah, so I think the problem here is 
you know, we, we could, I could, I could bang on about restaurants at Disney all day. There's, there's so many, like we could probably, we could probably make like a park by park. Like this is, this is the restaurants you need to try. But like another standout for me is the boathouse, um, at Disney Springs, which is, is quite a nice quality restaurant. It's by like a pier. You've got like a, a car boat that drives by it that you can rent uh, out and yeah. like go on a little tour of the lake. Uh, they do some really good seafood, which I'm not massively into, but they also do some really good steaks and some really good burgers. Um, it was quite posh. And I think, I think we, again, we had child issues. Uh, basically, wherever we go that's quite posh, we always have child issues. But yeah, they, they, were, they were quite good about it all. Um, and I think I, I remember going away from there thinking it was, it was pretty good value for the quality of food that we got. I felt more that it was a good restaurant and less that it was, you know, just a themed place that you'd go to for the novelty. It was just a, a genuinely good restaurant. Um, and from what I hear, I think again, it's, it's a solid one. Like it, it seems anyone that goes there has a pretty good meal, a good takeaway. They have a good experience. Um, so I think that's that's a good solid option where you you know you're going to get a good a good a good evening, good food, good experience if you're up for it. A nice boat ride. Was that the same time that you went up in the balloon and you kind of feared for your life a little bit? Oh, that was terrifying. <laughs> no, that was so. So actually, to to be fair, in my defence, uh, the first time I went to Disney, uh, I was still in my I'm scared of theme parks because this was like late twenties. I'm now not in my late twenties. I'm I'm well into my thirties, and at the time I was, I was terrified of heights. couldn't couldn't do heights, and like I'd done my first my first few days at Disney, and I'd, I'd sort of started to amp up the roller coasters like bit by bit, uh, trying to trying to get used to them, um, and then I thought I'll, I'll go on a balloon. Like a balloon would sound fun, and sounds like a, a good way to to get over your fear of of heights. It wasn't. It was absolutely terrifying. It was. It was the scariest experience I'd I'd ever had up till that point in my life because it was really windy and I was being blown about. And uh, I think I, I'd be be fine with it now. It's all, it's all good now. I'm I'm used to heights. But yeah, if if you're scared of heights, don't do the balloon ride. That's that's the the key takeaway from from that experience. But what you should do is you should go to the boathouse and get a burger. Right. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I have no interest in going up in that balloon, to be honest, because it looks like it's moving about all over the place. Even though it's on ropes, I, I don't like the look of it, so I'm not going up there. <laughs> I think they shut it down. I think like we, we went on, and then I think they were like, yeah, it's too windy. We'll shut up shop for a bit. Because uh, we were being like really, really blown around. Like it, it wasn't just like a little sway here and there. It was like we were being blown, I don't know, like... 20 30 meters in one direction and then the gust would stop and would go back up like quite high again and then we'd get hit by another breeze and and like it was i wouldn't say you know obviously wasn't violent but i was i was i was a little bit worried that the ropes would snap and we'd would you know fly off and never be seen again yeah you'd be uh alligator food in the in the everglades perhaps um Maybe. All right. Yeah. So before yeah. we wrap up, then just a couple of bonus mentions in Disney Springs. Then one of my guilty pleasures has to be the Earl of Sandwich. Um, I don't know if you've got an opinion on that, but the sandwiches are pretty expensive for sandwiches. But the the um, you know they have some pretty tasty ones, and I, and I think it's somewhere if you just want something really quick and you just want, don't want the hassle, 
you just want to order something it comes quickly it's hot it's nice and you just want to sit there and kind of be left alone i would say the earl of sandwich is a good shout have you have you done the earl of sandwich have you tried anything there no, I haven't. You've got me there. I've never, I've never been there. Which which park is this? Uh, Springs again. So the Earl of Sandwich is in Disney Springs, uh, at the top end. Um, so right. yeah, um, I definitely recommend it. There's one at Disneyland Paris as well, and at Disneyland Paris they do uh, a typically sort of bit more of a French one, which is just basically ham and mustard, and um, and I think that's probably our favourite one. But another another mention for Disney Springs is not a lot of people know this, but um, there there is a, a cinema at Disney Springs. Well, a lot of people know there's a cinema, but it's also a dining cinema. They have dining screens, so if you wanted to go and watch a film um, and enjoy a bit of air conditioning, you know, for an hour or two, then that is a good option if you can get in the dining theater. What we did is on our last day. Because we knew that we were going to be flying home something, you know, in the evening. I think our flight was at about 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, something like that. But we had to check out the hotel in the morning and we were getting picked up from Disney Springs. We didn't want to be going into a park and getting sweaty and then being a bit gross on the plane. So what we decided to do is just have a bit of a mosey around Disney Springs and have a couple of drinks. And then we went to the cinema, um, enjoyed the aircon. We watched Spectre um, on, on the on the the cinema there was only us and and like one other person in there and you get these like the really big nice comfy chairs and you get like a table in front of you and you can a guy comes out and you can just order whatever you want to do really nice milkshakes do burgers and things like that so i would say that's one that people don't really think about but that is somewhere where you can eat and and watch a film at the same time maybe that's where the sci-fi diner let you down at the theater you can do that instead well, I like how you went to America and you ended up watching the most British film imaginable. Well, it's what was on. You know, we just we knew that we wanted to go out. We would have literally just watched whatever was on, most likely. Um, we didn't actually realise we were going to be in the dining um, screen, actually. It was just that when we booked it, we went in. He said, oh, you're going to be in the dining screen. Is that okay? And we're like, I don't know what that is, but that's fine. Because it's not... <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know that was a thing, to be honest. This is the first time yeah, I've heard I mean, about that. Yeah, I mean, at the time... At the time, it wasn't really something that that I'd ever seen in the UK. But since then, I'm seeing it more and more. Because even if you go to the light theatre, they will bring food and drink in for you. And um, also, if you go to the uh, Everyman, you can sort of get food and drink. And you've got like a little table and a little sofa, don't you, where you can sit on. So food and drink in a cinema yeah. in the UK used to mainly just be pick and mix and like a gigantic thing of coke or something but it's a bit more bit more finesse now um so maybe we're catching up yeah yeah um whilst whilst we're on a sort of last minute mentions uh it's not really a restaurant uh per se but the coca-cola sort of rooftop bar thing in um in springs is really good. Like it's a really good little relax, chill out with some drinks. You know, they do some alcoholic drinks as well. You get some good views. You get to see the balloon being blown around and people screaming. <laughs> and can special. you get a Beverly yeah. there? That's the question. I I don't know to be honest. You know, what's a Beverly? You never had a Beverly. No, what's it's a Beverly? This really, really gross Coca Cola beverage, which I don't know where it's sold, but used to be able to. Used to be able to go into Club Cool in Epcot. I don't know if you'd been in there before they closed it down. 
Oh, no, they closed it down. Yeah, no, it would just it would just closed down. Yeah, last and you used we to be able to get the little cup. You used to get a little cup, and you could try all the different ones. But Beverly, it, it's it's notoriously not very nice. And we tried it, and I, I don't remember what it just tasted. It tasted like I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but it's kind of like drinking vodka. Like for me, vodka is one of the foulest things that you can taste. But it was kind of like that, but clearly didn't have the alcohol. It didn't have the alcoholic taste, but had that kind of taste to it, that kind of tart taste. But as I understand it, I think you can get Beverly at the Coca-Cola. Uh, I, yeah, I, they, they sell everything, everything Coke-related there. They, they sell. And like they, they do sell, people were raving about when we were when we were there. Like every Coke you can buy in America now is like corn syrup or something. And they sell a Coke there, which is still sold in South America, which is still made from brown sugar. And people rave about it. And I was like, oh, well, I've got to try that because it's it's rare Coke. It sounds sounds nice. And yeah, it was, tasted like Coke. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I just couldn't. Maybe my Coke taste buds aren't as refined as, as the Americans, but I couldn't really... It was. It just tasted the same to me, but like if you're into rare coke, <laughs> then that's your place. So it tasted exactly the same, but probably four times the calories. I'd imagine. <laughs> Absolutely, it'll definitely, definitely have terrible, terrible health consequences. Definitely, uh, definitely. So yeah, so I hope that you've enjoyed the episode where we're giving you just a bit of a whistle stop tour of some of our favorite places to eat i think we will talk more about places to eat in orlando we'll talk about universal and potentially sea world and and just maybe orlando you know wider as well on international drive and things like that so we'll do some more episodes where we talk about where to eat but hopefully you found this helpful and uh, potentially a little bit entertaining hopefully um if you want to find us, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube as well. If you're listening to us on a podcast app, then make sure you click that subscribe or click that follow button. Dan, any last words before we wrap up? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, and as I say, I could, I could talk about the restaurants for, for ages. I just just at like Epcot, there's there's all the food in the world. So it's definitely something that we could we could cycle back around to. What we do want to do, though, is that we've just got this new thing where we can play like random music. Um, so I'll just play this little little ditty. I think that okay. kind of sums it up, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, just as from now on, just play them randomly. Just throughout the show, it's the yeah, best. So way. while we're talking, we'll just like randomly play uh, a bit of random music. Yeah, I think that's probably the way to go. Yeah. I have guests on. Don't explain it. Just just run it and see what happens. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> that's the way to do it. Right. Well, thanks for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the episode, and we'll see you again real soon.